This is the way. This is the morning drive on News Talk WVMT. Welcome back to the Morning Drive, everybody. Kurt and Anthony here. And joining us now is a man who's on the last day of his job as interim president of the Vermont State University, formerly Vermont State Colleges, and a man who also has been sitting in the reverse role with me before where he's been interviewing me some number of years ago. Now the roles are reversed. Good morning, Mike. Yeah, I hate that. (laughs) It's much better on the other end. (laughs) I kind of like it, I have to say, too. People ask me all the time, do you miss being on the council? Do you miss being in the legislature? In some ways I do, but I do like to kind of get to, you know, ask the questions instead of being being asked but so today's the last day mike of of your of the being president interim president for the vermont state university it is um in april when i was appointed i made it clear that i was only going to stay for six months um i came out of retirement because i thought and i really believe that this institution is so important to the state of vermont it was having some difficulty at the time and i thought you know it it's incumbent upon me. I love this state, and we need to do things that uh, really generate jobs in this state. And Vermont State University is one of those that generate jobs for Vermonters. Seventy percent of our uh, students are Vermonters, and I thought, well, I got to come out of retirement, but I'm only going to do it for six months, or else I'll be looking for a place. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mike, as you leave, obviously you've, you've introduced a plan that uh, to get this to get the Vermont State University back on solid uh, footing financially and everything. And you've had to introduce a plan that's painful, um, which is elimination of 33 positions. I'm looking at different stories in Digger in seven days, and one of the th- one of the comments I'm seeing, of course, you obviously know how this is going to work or how it works, but. Um, Here's a comment by Steve Howard, the executive director of the Vermont State Employees Association, saying a lot of the president's office and folks who make these decisions don't really understand what the staff does. Well, I would disagree. I actually did a lot of research of what the staff does in terms of what we're going, working through the vice presidents and others, knowing what the staff does. And if you look at the report, we go through basically how we came up with the decisions. We had a pretty uh, uh, defined methodology that we used. We looked at, you know, the organizational structure and reporting layers. We looked at the span of control. We looked at what impacts does the recommendations have on revenue generation and the students, uh, who in the chain of command can assume the work, and lastly, what's the fiscal impact on the university. As we looked at this, um, We were looking, and this methodology led us to mostly executives, management, and supervisors as we were looking. And then we we sort of applied then some strategic design principles on that to make sure that we were doing this right. So I I think we did a pretty good job in looking at what we're doing. If I could back up for a minute just, just to give some perspective. When I first got here, I said, we've got to do three fundamental things. One, we got to get accreditation. Two, we got to launch this university. And then three, we've got to put it on a fiscal path that's sustainable because right now, if we do nothing, we will fall off a fiscal uh, cliff in a couple of years. So, um, and all the analysis that we did, I put into the appendix of the report in terms of the fiscal analysis. So we had to do something. So if you remember the last time I was here, I was 
talking about optimization 2.0, where we were looking at the course, the future degree programs that we we have. We had 99 degree programs. Most <clears throat> universities our size are down to 50 in that area. So we looked at that and we recommended eliminating 10 uh, degree programs. Now, what we will do with students in those programs is teach them out. They will not be impacted. If they came in for that degree, they'll get that degree in those 10 programs. But just think about it. If you look at the, the number of students that are in those programs, there's 77 in those 10 programs. Now, just divide 10 by 7, yeah. and, and you can see how low enrolled those programs were. So we did that. And we offered buyouts and other things for faculty. And, you know, we, we did get 17 buyouts. We did get a, a multitude of retirements. And we did get, you know, some uh, terminal contracts that won't be renewed at the end. And we'll do one layoff and we'll get 27 uh, faculty reductions at that point. So out of the 27 faculty reductions, there was only one layoff. There was only one layoff. Most of them were buyouts. Yeah, um, that or attrition. Was, uh, or in, in, yeah, we did, we did buyouts. We offered yep. a buyout, which was six months of salary, six months of health care. And if you had a child in our tuition reimbursement program, meaning that if you in at, at Vermont State University, if you're in um, – at a Vermont State University institution, you get free tuition. Right. Year. So we offered that, and the buyout response has been really good on that. So that sort of set it, set up what was coming down the pike, which was uh, faculty, unions, all said, well, wait a second, you're looking at us. What about the, what about the administrative side? Right. And I said, okay. Let's look at that. And that's what this week's announcement was And that's about. what this week's announcement was. We, we announced that, that we would be reducing 33 full-time positions with 21 of them being at the executive management or supervisory level. Now, just, just to put it in perspective, a lot of management and supervisory level are still unionized in, in, our, in our shop in, at the university. Um, we also said we would look at shared services, which is in the chancellor's office, that has, um, um, you know, shared services like IT, for example, that mm -hmm. will be shared between CCV, uh, Vermont State University, and the Chancellor's Office. I said I want reductions in that budget of $600,000. I recommended go, uh, going to a state health care plan like or the state health care plan, um, and it's a pretty good health care plan. Uh, that would save us $3 million, and I suggested restructuring our retirement plan as well, where we don't have a vesting requirement and we no, have no employee contribution requirement at all in our retirement plan. It's all employer contribution into the retirement plan. I just said, let's get to where the industry standard is on that. Take all of those together. First, the optimization 2.0 and this report, it's $12 million in savings over the next few years. And, and if we do that, if we implement these reports, and we've already started implementing this report with with some layoff notices, but again, I have told the unions, um, I'm willing to negotiate a f fairly generous buyout or um, uh, a package for for them during the these times. And what we'll do is is do that as well. Um, so if we do this. In 2027, for the first time in my memory, this 
university will be solvent. Wow. And, and that quickly. That quickly. In 2027, this will be solvent. And we will be down to, there's about a $3 million deficit still left uh, from a $25 million deficit mm-hmm. down to a fi- uh, $3 million deficit. But we have a facility study going on right now that's concluding in March. And I really think we can uh, close that gap just with that facility study. Well, uh, go ahead, Kurt. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, we're talking to Mike Smith. He is, in his last day, as the interim president of the Vermont State University, former Vermont uh, State Colleges. And if you have a question for Mike, give us a call on the McKenzie Country Classic Hotline, 888-414-0303. A lot of this is really the culmination, the idea of putting the schools together under one university. Uh, everybody says, oh, that's going to make sense. You know, this economy's of scale. But you have to actually cut programs and 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 streamline the operation, and that's really what you when you came in, that's really what your your main focus was. Yeah, we did a really good job of bringing things together and and getting the accreditation, launching the university. What this does now is say, okay, now how do we operate uh, as a as a university? And I you have to recognize these are very painful. Mm-hmm. I you know these are. Employees that have put a lot of work into um, into their various campuses and and the university now, and th- these are never easy to do. But what you have to look at is where are we going to be in the future? And if we do nothing, if we do nothing, we fall off a nineteen million dollar cliff in a few years. Yeah, let's go to the phones. Good morning. You're live on the morning drive. Good morning, Mr. Smith. Uh, Burlington's looking for a mayor if, you, if you're, you're looking for a next gig. But, um, <laughs> Might have to move. But, yeah. <laughs> you have to move. No. No, here's, here's my question. Um, and I want to take issue with the way you framed um, the Mustang University's work. You framed it as sort of um, uh, a job training program. You're providing people with good jobs. And, but, and that's important. But I think in these times where facts don't seem to matter and there's sort of a... Um, a loss of incivility in debate. I think for students to spend two or four years having to debate and discuss issues thoughtfully and then go out into the world, I think that's an important thing. And that shouldn't be lost. It's not just about getting a job. It's about being a good citizen. And Ronson University plays an important role in that. And sometimes that seems to be lost on the way you frame it. And um, so can you speak to that? Yeah, good question. No, I... I do, and I, I don't mean to, um, you know, obviously we have humanities, we have arts, we have all those things at, at the university, um, and I don't want to diminish those aspects of it. And I agree with the caller. I mean, I love the fact of open debate. I think it's really important, and I, I, would, I would say right now, Half of our problems in this country probably would be solved by open debate. Just uh, conversation. Just conversation. Simple conversation. That's absolutely right. We just don't do that anymore, and we try to shut down everybody that is going on. And so, I and, and, and by the way, it happens on college campuses as well. So, oh, yeah. um, but so I agree with the caller, and we do ha- offer courses in all of those humanities and. Um, you know, the, we didn't cut political science. We didn't cut history. We didn't cut sociology. We didn't. We didn't go in those areas um, that the caller is is talking about. And I think it's it's important that we keep that. At the same time, you know, we do have a very 
um, we have the ability to focus the university on making sure Vermonters get high-paying jobs. And and that's um, that's something I think we can't ignore as well. Uh, it really is important to me that we make sure that there are enough nurses in this state, that are that there are enough teachers in this state, that there are enough respiratory therapists in this state, and, and on and on and on. Um, you know, those, those are the jobs that we need right now, and we're the institution that can provide those jobs. Talking to Mike Smith, he is in his last day on the job uh, for the as the interim president of Vermont State University, formerly Vermont College. If you have a question for Mike, give us a call. The McKenzie Country Classic Hotline is open, 888 We've got a few minutes left with Mike. Mike, um, you said that your plan will make the Vermont State University solvent by 2027? 2027. It's a path to solvency by 2027. And failure to do this will result in this $19 million cliff. Cliff, um, obviously there's some criticism. You, you expect that. You know how that comes with the with with this. But uh, w- would there be any other option? Is there a different way to do it that some people would rather have you go in a different direction? Is, is there any other option than the plan that you're suggesting? The legislature um, told us that in return for their over $200 million of, of uh, extra funding, a lot of it one time, we would have to do some reductions. And that's what we're doing. I, I, and I've said this on this show before, I thought that was a pretty good deal. $25 million in reductions for over $200 million of funding yeah. to help us get through this. I thought that was a pretty good deal. People uh, you know, say the legislature should have given us more in the past. Well, maybe they should have, but boy, they have stepped up. And so has the governor stepped up to save this institution. It's time for us now to do our part and i think you know it it's painful and i understand it's painful and it's it's not easy and i understand it's not easy but we have to do our part. were there other options that were on the table when you looked at all the options were there other things I, on the table that you considered that you said no that doesn't work well you know a lot of people were saying well go back to the state for more funding and i, I said well, wait a second. The COVID money is drying up, mm-hmm. um, the one-time COVID money. And plus, we shouldn't rely our future on one-time money. Secondly, you know, we we don't have the money at the state level. I've put together six state budgets. I'm looking forward at, at the state budget right now. I'm wondering where, where we would get the money in order to bank the base funding to make up the $19 million that we would need. And then if we don't do the hard stuff, we're just back to where we were exactly. again. Yeah. So uh, there was talk at one point of, of, of literally closing a campus or two, but that was that not in the consideration? It's not in my consideration, and I'll tell you why. You know, right now we have four residential campuses that are um, not making money, and so if I close one of them, I have three right. that are not making mo- right. any money. So you know that is the one thing. The other thing is these are so critically important. To the areas where they are each community, located, each yeah. community. So I really didn't think that, that was a option. And you know, we talked about this before on 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 this show. You know, I applaud Jeb for pointing out Jeb Spalding for pointing out the the really the the critical need for money for these uh, for these universities. The problem that I really was um, um, having with his plan was it pits community against community and once you do that you lose let's go back to the phones good morning you're live on the morning drive 
Good morning. Uh, first off, congratulations on your pending retirement. Again. <laughs> yeah, short um, term. <laughs> yeah, short term. Um, but I guess my question is, is all these plans that you put in place, and, and is there any concern or, or, I mean, with this being your last day, that, you know, that your successor, whoever that may be coming in, uh, doesn't tweak all these changes or come up with their own ideas, or, or are these plans that you've developed, are they set in stone? Good question. Uh, do you know, is, does, is the new incoming, who's also interim, right? He's interim for a lot longer period than me, but um, these these plans have been approved by the board. Um, they also are been endorsed by the new president, that's the new interim president that's coming in. Um, you know, he, he may do a few tweaks. That's fine. But I think the general direction is set in terms of what we're doing and where we're going. Do you think, uh, well, and probably you foresaw this, I'm just not as quick, um, picking you from outside the operation, coming in for a defined period of time, you can come in, you can look at it with very little bias, really, and just kind of come in, do a surgical uh, analysis, and then get out. Do you think, uh, from my perspective now, it seems like that's a great way to, to handle something like this, because if, if you pull somebody from within the organization, there's going to be, you know, connections on this side or that side or this side. When, when you came in, you just kind of was like, okay, let's look at it. And then, and then having a specific end date, Mm -hmm. uh, do you think that that really kind of helped move this process right along? I, you know, there are advantages to what you just said. Um, The only big disadvantages I I just, you know, I would, which I'm not going to do by the way, because Who's ever listening? I, but it would be just make sure it all gets into place at, yeah. at, at a time. There are pieces that need to get in place. But at the same time, you make a good point. I think um, I did come into it with fresh eyes. I did come into it with the knowledge of, of, of a lot of other entities that sort of come are connected to this and how that could work. For example, I would love to see, you know, a state-like health care plan. Yeah. Because I know the state like health. Well, I was surprised to just learn. I mean, technically, they're state employees. I, I just assumed, never assume. I assumed they were on the state plan. No, and and the state plan is a really good plan, by the way. Oh well, it must it, be if the legislature wants it for free. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> but uh, but I, you know, I think um, you know, the, my time was specific. I had three objectives to do. Yep. Um, and that's what I zeroed in on. Mike, I want to get your reaction to one more. You know the criticism comes with the game. It comes with the turf here. Actually, not a, not a game. But from the Vermont State College's Faculty Federation, they have said, you've consistently and recklessly clung to faulty data. I want to hear your response to that. In the areas of um, finances and personnel as the basis for your recommendations, and they go on from there. But then they say, we are reviewing our options under both the agreement and state labor laws and are prepared to aggressively pursue all avenues of relief open to our members. How do you respond to the this recklessly clinging to faulty data that they say? And then also, what are their options that they're talking about for relief? Well, first, um, usually if you can't argue the procedures, you argue the data. Um, I'm fairly confident in the data that we used and how we use the data. Secondly, this was a voluntary buyout. You can take it or leave it. Um, and it resulted in one layoff. One. One layoff. Um, so, you know, you can 
So why are they so up in arms? I, I don't know. The other statistic that you pointed out that I am amazed at, given the size of Vermont, most universities offer approximately 50 degrees. We had 90. Yeah, 99. 99. Yeah. And you only eliminated 10, so that means we have 89 right. we, when the average uh, have 50. We did consolidate 18 as well. Okay, all right. But, but, but we're still way above. Way above um, the average. Way above the average. The, the other thing, too, is um, we are way above the average in employee count as well, and, and about 20% above the average. Now, some of it can be explained by multiple campuses. Mm-hmm. You know, when we look at peers, they don't have as many multiple campuses as we do. But at the same time, it, it's, you know, we need to reduce that number down uh, to a manageable number. What do you make of the student protest? I mean, obviously, you can't let students run. We've found that out in many other places. You can't let the students run the the operation. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you make of that protest? That they well, had? I you know I I like their passion. Um, if they're passionate about things, then that's fine. And in that case, they were passionate about the arts at Castleton. And lo and behold, guess what? We're going to keep the arts at Castleton because we had a review process that we went through with Optimization 2.0 that will be released today. Um, and we've, we've had the potential of a generous um, uh, donor um, that will help fund that program. So, you know, there are things that can, can change and happen. At the same time, you know, you can't you, – you've got to do – you know, they would be protesting certainly in two years if we went off the fiscal cliff. Um, oh, yeah. Because then we would be in trouble. So I understand that they're passionate about this, but at the same time, I understand that for the first time in my memory, we're going to have a Vermont State University if we follow this fiscal path. We're going to have a Vermont uh, a State University that is fiscally sustainable. Um, and that is something that I think all students, all faculty, everyone should be proud of. Well, congratulations, Mike, on your work on this and, and putting the path, uh, the State University, Vermont State University, on a path to solvency. And uh, con- congratulations on the great work you've done. What's next? Retirement. For you. Retirement. Re- long, uh, really? Yes. Seriously? You're not coming back out at yeah. any point? No, I don't live in Burlington, so I can't run for mayor. So. <laughs> I'm going to predict that this is not the last you've seen Mike Smith in that regard. Broken no. There will be something no. else he'll be, yeah. he'll be doing. No, I'm, uh, I'm pretty set on this. <laughs> All right. Well. All right. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll check back in a year. Mike, thanks for being on the morning drive today. Thank you for having me. All right. Thanks for coming in. All right. We'll be back.